This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Bruchim and welcome everyone. We have an amazing subject tonight, Parshas Kisisa. And just some uh, first, some public service announcements. First of all, all the Shumran Sefer Shemais are sponsored by Dr. Zakheim Umeshpachta, Lila Nishmas from Shloyme, Eliezer ben Harav Yaakov, Zakheim and Lila Nishmas from Mother Rivka Bas Tovia Halevi. Ben Hashem Mishin have an aliyah, be Melitza Yisham for their whole families, Abiyasko Tzedek. Tonight's class is dedicated by Yedidi Rabbi Yitzchak Yeager, the Chashiva Marbitz Torah and author of the Svarim Guidelines. In honor of his father's sixth yard site, Revelisha Mayor Ben Rav Alexander Zusha, Yudches Adarishan, Shabbos Parshas Kisisa. Tonight's year is also sponsored anonymously, Le'ilu Nishmas, Harav Tzvi, Harish Ben Rav Aaron Shmuel Kadenover. Whose yard site is today? I just um, the sefer, the what is it called? The concealed and revealed. It's going to print very soon. Imminently, I was editing it today, and uh, I learned a piece of the kav hayasher today. Okay, very good. Tonight's year is also sponsored by the wife of Reperach Mendel, that he may continue to have success and thrive in all of his endeavors. May he have much thriving. And Hatzlacha. And also, tonight's shir is sponsored anonymously um, by somebody who chooses to remain anonymous. Okay, a few other uh, public service announcements. So, I know everybody's getting very excited about the upcoming Sefer in English, the Concealed and the Revealed, but don't forget about the Sefer in Lashon Kodesh, which you could order on our site with free delivery, rabbidg.com. And you need to have both, because there are pieces in the Lashon Kodesh that are not in the English, and vice versa, obviously. Otherwise, how could we, you know? And um, a few other public service announcements. Um, first of all, we're learning Mishnah Yomis. If anybody wants to join us, we learn two Mishnahis today. You could join our WhatsApp groups. You could go to our site, RabbiDG.com. I believe we're finishing Peya very soon, and we start Demai over the, sometime this weekend. Also, we're finishing... After six years, Mishnabura. Been learning a page a day, so we're finishing Mishnabura. And here's the good news. We're starting a new type of learning of Mishnabura. Instead of doing a page a day, we're going to be doing a daf a week, like the daf ha similar to daf ha A little bit slower, we're going to do um, you know, a full blot a week. Instead of two and a half blot a week, one blot a week, do it a little slower, a little bit more thorough. You could check out all the details on our site. Okay. Parshas Kisisa. Now tonight's year has in it not only Halacha and Hashkafa, a few amazing adventures, and uh, we're going it's, it's, it starts in Turkey, it ends in Eretz Yisrael, but it, it's something that affects, uh, affects us all the time. We start with the uh, comments of the Agadas Eliyahu. Agadas Eliyahu was written by Rebbe Hakohen of Izmir the Baal Shevet Musar, who was a uh, darshan and preacher in uh, Izmir. He wrote many, many svarim. He wrote the Shevet Musar, Agadus Eliyahu, Minchas Eliyahu. He wrote a parish on the Perkadir of Eliezer called Veloy Oid Ella. <laughs> Veloy Oid Ella. And I believe he was Ashkenazi. My wife is a descendant of Eliyahu, uh, coin of Izmir. Anyway, he says like this, Chazal tell us, about the Luchas Rishonis, we know the Luchas Rishonis were broken. Why were the Luchas Rishonis broken? Because they were, uh, they were 
given with great pomp and ceremony and great fun fanfare. It was like a thunder and lightning show. It was a very public spectacle. And therefore, Ayin Hara was shoylet over it. And therefore, the Luchas Rishonis were broken. However, Luchas Shnias were given Bechashoi, secretly, hidden. Hashem told Moshe, V'ish lo'yale imach v'gam ish al yerab v'chol ha'har gamat. Even the sheep couldn't watch, you know? Even the sheep couldn't look. So, because it was given, it was delivered secretly and discreetly. Therefore, therefore, the, the, it had sus, it was sustained. It was viable. So, in other words, Chazal tell us that the luchas rishonim were broken because it was very public. Ask Rebbe kind of Izmir. Wait a second. The Torah is subject to Ayin Hara. Doesn't the Gemara say in Brachas and Avchaf that Yosef, because his eye was not Nene from the Avera of Eishas Potifera, Ayin Hara was not shoyled on Yosef. Ayin Hara was not shoyled on Yosef because Yosef did not allow his eye to be nene from an Avera. So if someone who observes the Torah is not subject to Ayin Hara, then certainly the Torah itself is not subject to Ayin Hara. <laughs> if someone who keeps the Torah can't be harmed by Ayin Hara, certainly the Torah itself. So how could the Torah be broken because of Ayin Hara? But, so even someone who keeps the Torah is not subject to Ayin Hara, certainly the Torah itself. So it says earlier, a kind of Izmir, you could say that the Ayin Hara was never shoylet on the letters of the Torah. Chazal say, what happened to the letters of the Torah when Moshe broke the Luchos? They flew off. So they were preserved, they were maintained, they weren't harmed. The stone, which is not the Torah, just what the Torah was written on, the stone was broken. So Ayin Hara wasn't shoylet on the Torah. Ayin Hara made it that the, the document that the Torah was written on was harmed. But still, as of of Izmir, in the end of the day, soif, soif, that's like Ayin Hara's being shoylet on the Torah. Because if Ayin Hara caused the letters of the Torah to fly off of the, the item that the Torah was written on, isn't that called Ayin Hara having an effect on the Torah itself? And he says, V'tzarach Yishev, it needs an answer. How could it be that the Torah itself is subject to Ayin Hara? So what we want to speak about this evening is this subject. Is it possible that a person could be involved in learning Torah, the Varm Shabakdusha, and still be subject to Ayin Hara? So the Rivan Shalom led me in the way of an interesting Sefer. It's very hard to read the Sefer because it was never reprinted. I have a friend in Brooklyn who's he's reprinting all the Swamar of Chaim Falaji, but this I guess is on the list. Now, I'll tell you a little story. This, this he can't make up. Maybe you could. No. <laughs> uh, this is unbelievable. So we were in Izmir not so long ago. At the end of uh, December, I think. And we, one of the landmark locations, we were going to the cover of Chaim Falaji. It turns out, that it was the yard site of the son of Rabbi Chaim Falaji, Rabbi Avram Falaji. Fine. While there, I learned that Rabbi Chaim Falaji had other children. He had Rabbi Nisim Yitzchak Falaji. And we were walking around the cemetery. I was with my, my good friends, Shloymi Kol and Yanki Baelish. We were looking around and we saw a grave. It was covered in weeds. It was covered in dirt. We cleaned it off. We ripped off the weeds. 
it was the son of Rabbi Chaim Falaji, Rabbi Yosef Falaji. And it says he wrote certain Tzfarim, Yosef Tehilois. I'll tell you the truth. There's a site called TorahAnytime.com. You ever hear of it? Go on the site, check out Journey to Izmir, the Kever of Rabbi Yosef Falaji, and you'll see we're cleaning it off. And it was a 30-second clip, clip because I, I didn't know anything about Rabbi Yosef Falaji, but I figured, you know, we've got to capture this. So uh, for 30 seconds I said, he was a Rav in Izmir, he's the son of Rabbi Chaim Falaji, and I read what it said, he's fine. I don't know anything else about him. I'm preparing, I came back from Eretz Yisrael, I need a subject for Parshas Kisisa. So I will go to Shalsuchuva's Lev Chaim, Rav Chaim Falaji, and he's saying, you know what, for this subject, I'm just going to tell you the opinion of my son. And he copies over a tshuva of Rabbi Yosef Falaji. So tonight's whole shir comes from the chidushim of Rabbi Yosef Falaji. I don't know, maybe we cleaned it up, so he said, okay, Yashakayach, here's a good Wednesday night shir, you know? So. This is Shalash Yitzhak's Lev Chaim, Reb Chaim Falaji. It's a good one, Reb Shaga, right? It's uh, um, Reb Chaim Falaji quoting his son, Reb Yosef Falaji. Here's the Shaila. Anyone here about Takeah? Baal Makri? Baal Lashon Hara? No, anyone? Yeah. We have, uh, we could be about Shachris, about Musaf, but there's some people, you know, they're like jack of all trades, and they, so they could do everything, you know. So here's the, the story. Uh, there's a shul, under-equipped, and there's one guy, he's a Baal Musaf, and he's the only guy, or, or one of the only people who could blow shaifer. Can the Baal Musaf on Rosh Hashanah blow shaifer? So one chashash in halacha is, if he's going to blow shaifer, he's going to get far blanchet, he's going to get all confused, and he's not going to remember where he's going to blow shaifer, and then he's going to start saying, I, you know, Shoshanas Yaakov, Tzahalav Esamecha. So, we say, you know, better to get someone else to be the Baal Taikeya than the Baal Musaf himself. But says Rabbi Yosef Falaji, in my opinion, even if the guy has a Siddur, because nowadays we say if you have a Siddur, we're not worried you're going to get confused, the Baal Musaf cannot blow the Shoifar. Why not? Even if he's a good Baal Taikeya, and he's an expert Baal Taikeya, and he's a, Baal, he's a great Baal Musaf, you know why? Because everybody's going to go, whoa, wow, look at this guy. He could, he could that musaf, he could blow shoifar. Next thing we know, he's going to be juggling, he's going to be, you know, giving a drush. The guy could do everything. It's going to draw, draw unwanted attention. People are going to ooh and ah, and it's going to create ayin hara, especially from a rabbim, and it's going to cause him danger, and he's going to be besakana, and therefore we cannot allow him to do that. And don't say, well, he's doing a mitzvah, so it's going to protect him. No, mitzvah, shmitzvah, it doesn't matter what he's doing. If, if, he's, if he's doing something that's going to draw attention to himself, the mitzvah is not going to protect him, because as we know, even the giving of the Torah did not protect the Torah from Ayin Hara. It was a major public spectacle. There's nothing more important than the giving of the Torah. Nevertheless, it was subject to Ayin Hara. Says Rabbi Yosef Falaji, look in the Chidushim of my father, Rabbi Chaim, in the Sefer Nefesh Chaim, that when it comes to the do, uh, performance of a mitzvah, ayin hara is still a factor, and we do not apply shoimer mitzvah lo yeda davara when you're doing a mitzvah against ayin hara. You might not, other dangers you may be protected from, but not ayin hara. And then Rabbi Yosef Falaji says, don't you remember what happened here in Izmir? There was a guy, he was 40 years old, he was in the peak of his strength, he had a voice like Pavarotti, 
he blew the shofar like the Kohen Gadol, you know? And he davened Shachras, and he was the Baal Koire, and he was the Baal Mosuf, and he was the Baal Toikea, and everybody is, wow, the guy, he davened, he had a booming voice, and he blew shofar. They thought, you know, it was the shofar of Tchias HaMesim. And from that Rosh Hashanah and on, he became very weak, and he can no longer stand in front of the Amud and Davin, and he passed away. And everybody said, it's because of Ayin Hara. Don't do too many things. What do you mean he's doing everything? What did he do? Okay. Well, we'll see if anything answers, uh, you know, we'll see if we come up with any answers. But so far, the guy in Izmir, though, didn't make it out of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, you know. <laughs> well, how often? In a right? In this Bayashani, they barely, they were over 300 Kohanim Gedolim. You know, why did they die? We, we thought because of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. But, the, you know, Rob says, out of 100 people that die, 99 die from Ayin Hara, and one of them, the, the, the last guy, he killed himself. Whatever that means, you know, he, he didn't eat well or something. Now, says Rav Chaim Falaji, uh, says Rav Yosef Falaji, had it been up to me, I would um, warn Bezdin, I would advise Bezdin to warn every Rav not to let the Shliach Sibur be the Baal Toikea, don't we know it says in Shulchan Aruch and Simon Kuf Mem Aleph, technically a father and son can get back-to-back alios or two brothers, but Ein Manichem We don't let. Why? Ayin Hara. So you would think, I, now the truth is, the Poiskim are not so machmer on that. It's not the biggest deal in the world. Especially Hagba Galila. But, and he brings Poiskim that say even a grandfather and a grandson. I don't think we're machmer on that, a grandfather and a grandson. And he brings uh, proof from many poiskim that in manichin loy means we're goyerin by, we scream at such a practice, and we don't allow such a practice, we're moicha against such a practice. So we see even halacha, halacha entertains. Now, and it's not only achim and ha'av. Only by yivamas do you need achim and ha'av. For ayin hara, you don't need achim and ha'av, even achim and ha'im. So the bottom line is, you don't want to have a family or a group of people draw too much attention to themselves and certainly one person should not be the Baal Toikea and the Baal Mosaf. And then Rabbi Yosef Falaji says, I saw in the Sefer, as Haraz HaKodesh, that even someone who speaks publicly, um, when he's Doresh, he has to guard himself from Ayin Hara. I don't know, maybe you need like a screen in front of you with a camera, that's like a protector to... I don't know if that works. But when you're Doish Barabim, you should be concerned for Ayin Hara. Furthermore, says Reza Falaji, I would suggest that the reason why Minog Yisrael is that when a Rav Darshans, he wears a talus. Why is he wearing a talus? I was just at uh, the Mar Sanach Pela, there was one of these Breslov guys, you know, playing on one of one of these Simcha songs, you know. And part of the get-up was he was wearing a talus. So I said, well, why is he wearing a talus? You know, it's part of the costume, right? But that guy, I understand why he wears a talus. I don't think if he wasn't wearing a talus, people wouldn't throw him a buck, you know. The talus gives him more, makes him more legit. But what does the Rav have to wear? 
Now you say, what rub wears the towel? The, 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 the traditional minog, Shabbos Hagadol, Shabbos Shuva, the Rabbanim always wore a talis. When I think even today, many Rabbanim wear a talis, Shabbos Hagadol, Shabbos Shuva. Remember in the Agudah, Rabbi Pinchas Breuer used to wear a talis, Shabbos Hagadol, Shabbos Shuva. So I guess nowadays, you know, if you don't give such a good drasha, you don't have to worry about Ayin Hara. But that was the, what's the reason to wear the talis? Says Rabbi Yosef Falaji, it covers you. It protects you. This way people are not looking at you so much. Or, or you're covered in the talis. It's like a protective. And he says, well, what about the fact there's still, you know, we, it's not like it's, uh, it, it's over your head with, you have two googly eyes. It's not like it's a Taliban, you know. You're wearing a talis. They could still see you. So he brings a, a very interesting thing. He says that um, even if you're uncovered a little bit, in other words, people could see your face, people could see part of your body, Kabbalistically, the talus offers protection that it protects you from Ayin Hara. He quotes the Zayar HaKadosh in Parshas Nasai. He quotes his father, Reb Chaim Falaji, in the Nefesh Chaim, that a talus creates an aura of, like a shield of Kedusha, that when you're in the talus, you're protected from Ayin Hara. Oh, so David's asking, so why the, the, this, you know, this Baal Musaf Baal this multi-talented, he was L'chara wearing a talus. So I guess, you know, it doesn't help completely. If you're really drawing attention to yourself, even the talus is not going to protect you. It's like, you know, it's like when you, we drove to Hebron in a rock-proof vehicle. So rock-proof vehicle is, protects you from rocks, but it doesn't protect you from other things. You know, so the talus protects you from certain kind of ayin hara, but other kinds of ayin hara, it ain't going to protect you from. So the ah, and then he says, and my brother, Rabbi Avram Falaji, he said, maybe you could use this for uh, some shavu brachas Torah. Yeah, he says, why Ashkenazim don't do this, but by the Sardim, by the chuppah, the chasan and kala are under the talus. Why? What's the Indian of that? Because it's a public spectacle. Everybody is gawking at the chasen and kala. Everybody is staring. Everybody is watching. And it could be ayin hara. So therefore, you, when you're under the talus, you're protected from uh, ayin hara. So I thought maybe, you know, you ever realize in shul, anytime somebody's going to do something, okay, take out the arayin. I don't have a talus. Okay, so put on the talus. Hagba galila, put on the talus. Mincha, well, well, why does the guy have to wear a talus for? It's the middle of the night. You're laying Miguel Sesser, so it's in the matter of time. What are you wearing a talus for? So I thought it's covered Sibor. I mean, that is the, the simple reason, but it could be you do something publicly, you need extra shield from the Ayin Hara, you need extra protection, and therefore, um, perhaps, just like Rabbi Ram Falazi says, that's the reason why the Chassan and Kala are shielded by the Talas, maybe that's the reason why some, somebody does something publicly, they also put on a Talas. So, thank you for reminding me. So we know that uh, Yosef, Ayin Hara is not Shalet on Yosef. Why? He was given the bracha, to, uh, Yosef is compared to the fish, V'yidgu l'arayv b'karev ha'aretz. So fish are not subject to Ayin Hara because they're under the water. So Yosef is not subject to Ayin Hara. Also, he protected his mother, that Esav shouldn't uh, gaze at his mother, so he's given the bracha, Alei Ayin. Thank you for reminding me. So I would also like to suggest... 
you know, luchos rishainais were broken because of ayin hara. So it was, it was done very publicly, so they were broken. Luchos they were not broken. Why? Because it was private. But still, you know, it wasn't a full-fledged Kabbalah Satayra. If you want a real, real good Kabbalah Satayra, what month should you pick for Kabbalah Satayra? Adar, because Adar is Mazal Adar, is Dogim. Dogim are not subject to Ayin Hara. So maybe that's why the Kabbalah Satayra of Purim, which is in Chodesh Adar and is completely not subject to Ayin Hara, maybe that's why that Kabbalah Satayra had, had um, Kiyom. In fact, we know that when there are two Adars, the opinion of Rabbeinu Ephraim and the Bnei Yisachar and the Shari Yisachar and Rabbi Yonason Ibeshitz is that Adar Aleph's mazel is Dagim and Adar Beis has no mazel whatsoever. There is no mazel from Adar Beis. That's why Hashem orchestrated it that Amalek who came to attack Chalais on Adar Beis they were experts in Kishof. Hashem had them come attack in Adar Beis because Adar Beis has no mazel and therefore we were protected. So it could be Adar Beis also is not subject to Ayin Hara. So therefore, the Kabbalah Satoira of uh, Adar Beis of, of uh, Purim was uh, Neskayim. Okay. We're going to see. Pashtus, yeah. If you come from Yosef, you're protected from Ayin Hara. If you don't come from Yosef, beware. Okay? Now, Reb Chaim Falaji, in the Sefer Nefesh Chaim, he starts off as follows. He says, from the Zayar, number three, in Parshas Vayakel, and he quotes others that Ayin Hara is not Shoilet B'makam Kadesh. So you could say, in the Beis HaMikdash, Ayin Hara is not Shoilet. And any avoidas Hashem, there's no ayin hara. And he quotes Abar Benel, Parshas Kisisa, Parshas Bamidbar. Ay, the luchos were broken. That's the million dollar question. So we see that ayin hara is shoylet in Davar Shabbatusha. Ayin hara is shoylet in a, in a makam kadosh. So he says, yeah, in general, it's not shoylet but makam kadosh. It's not shoylet b'nyane kadusha. But that's only if the item is kodesh kadashim. But when Hashem gave the Torah, the Torah was Kadosh, and Klal would have added a level of Kedusha. But the problem was that Klal sinned with the Egel. So once they sinned with the Egel, they're no longer preserved the Madrig of Kodesh Kadashim, and they're diminished, and they're lowered, and therefore they now are subject to Ayin Hara. So in other words, essentially, inherently, Ayin Hara is not possible in Yonei Kedusha. But that's so long as that the person is observing the Kedusha properly. But as soon as the person sins, they now become culpable, they become liable, they're vulnerable to Ayin Hara, says Reb Chaim Falaji. So, had he stopped there, I would have said that if somebody is uh, doing a Dabr Shabbat and they're doing it properly and they're not being choyte at all, so they have nothing to worry about, there's no Indian of Ayin Hara, it's only if a person sins, then they're vulnerable and they could be subject to Ayin Hara. But he quotes Rabbeinu Bechaye. Do you remember Yaakov Avinu, he was doing this whole like mystical, supernatural experiment with the sheep and he was trying to get spotted, speckled, striped sheep. And obviously it was miraculous, but he, he, was, he took a stick and he peeled it so that the sheep, when they got heated up, they would see the stick and conceive 
similar to the, the vision, the image of the stick. Rabbi Mechai says, look, the whole thing was Nisim. What's Yaakov Inu peeling sticks for? He says that Yaakov Inu didn't want it to look like an open miracle because otherwise there's Ayin Hara. Right? The Gemara Megillah says, Hanani Mishal Vazarya. The Gemara Sanhedrin says, Hanani Mishal Vazarya, after they were saved from the fire, what happened to them? We don't hear from them again in the whole Tanakh. Why? They had a runaway. Ayin Hara. They were the, they were the front page of the newspaper. And uh, they, they had a skedaddle. They, that was the end of their, their uh, careers, so to speak. So Yaakovino didn't want to draw so much attention to himself, so he had a mask it in the guise of nature. By the way, Elisha told the Gechazi, he says, you're going to bring the kid to life now. Don't say a word to anyone. Don't breathe a word to anyone. Somebody says, Shalom Aleichem, just ignore them. And Gechazi wasn't careful, and he told somebody about his Ayin Hara, and the kid didn't wake up. And the Rabbi Bichai gives an astounding example. I never read the Pasuk this way. We even in the past spoke out Rashi and, and the Ibn Ezra. I didn't know this, Rabbi Bichai. We know that after Yehuda was born, Leah stopped having children. She had Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, and that was it. Says Rabbi Bichai, why? Because she said, Oh, ha-pamoides Hashem! Whoa! Na, 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 na. Thank you, Hashem! And people say, why are you thanking Hashem? Because uh, there are four wives, each one is supposed to have three. I had four, I got more than my share. Everyone says, oh, really? You got more than your share? Uh, Leah's big news, everyone's talking about Leah. She's done. No more kids. Why? Because everyone's talking about her. So, uh, because of that, because of that, um, she stopped the, the bracha, the bracha ceased. Even Yosef that we mentioned is not subject to Ayin Hara. Yehoshua ben Nun, who is a descendant of Yosef, in order for him not to be subject to Ayin Hara, he had to hide himself. And says Rabbein Bechayi, what could be greater than Matan Torah itself? And yet, the Luchais were broken because they were given publicly, they were given with pomp and ceremony, and therefore they were subject to Ayin Hara, as opposed to Luchay Shniyos, Ve'ish, Lo'yala Imach, V'gam Isha Ayira B'chol Ha'har. The keys? Someone else. Okay. Says Reb Chaim Velazhi, we see from here, even B'makam Kedusha, even a miracle, one should try to hide the manner with which one does it as much as possible. In other words, even though Rabbi Chaim Falaji starts off, that Dvarm Sheva Kedusha and Makam Kadosh are not subject to Ayin Hara, and the only time it's subject to Ayin Hara is if you do an Avero, so now you're vulnerable. Nevertheless, whatever you could do to do it in the most modest, discreet, uh, low-key fashion, you should try to do. So does that mean that I shouldn't make a chasana or a bar mitzvah or a, sha- or a shalachmanis. That's the talk of the town that everyone's uh, yapping about. Of course that's what it means. That's the most basic Jewish practice. The most basic minog uh, Yisrael is to do everything in bedarch tzniyos in the most modest, discreet way. And that, that includes a person's masim toivim. So basically, where are we holding? 
Why in the world would anybody ever want to be a Balkare, a Baltfila, a Baltakea, a Darshan, speaker? Who needs Mali Vilatsara Zais? Here we're saying that a person should try to uh, do things. I'll learn with a Chavrusa, but that's it. Two people already. It's too, much, too many eyes. Two, two extra eyes on me. What do I need that for? So let's conclude with um, the comments of Rabbi Vadi Yosef in the Sefer Anaf Eitz Avais. We just visited him last week in the Sanhedria uh, Cemetery. So I uh, went to the Kever of uh, Rabbi Vadia and the Kever of Rabbi Sion Abba Shaul. They were good friends, they were buried in the same cemetery. And all the way in the back was the, was the Kever of the Chalban, the mystical milkman of Eretz Yisrael. Okay, anyway, says Rabbi Vadia, that uh, the Gemara Bamatsiya Darshans, that God will remove all sickness from you. Rav says, Where oh, sickness? There's no sickness. Ze Ayin Hara. Rav Lishitase, Rav would go to the cemetery, and Baruch HaKodesh, she said, 99% of people die from Ayin Hara, 1% kill themselves. Okay, so you say, Fine. Baruch Hashem, I don't have any enemies. Everybody loves me. And I don't have to worry about Ayin Hara. Says Rabavadya, Ayin Hara is not only from enemies. More ayin, you have more ayin hara from friends than from enemies. Even from Tamidi Chachamim, the Gemara Bracha says, Nun Chesam Abbas, Rapapa, Rav Hunabar Yeshua were going on the way, and they met Rabbi Chanina. So they saw him, they said, We want to make two blessings on you. We want to make the Bracha, Shachalak Mechachmasai Li Reav, and Shachianu. And he said to them, You, you Tzadikim, you're so holy, you're so smart, I'm going to make a third Bracha on you. That you're like 600,000 Jews, I'm going to make a third bracha, Chacham Harazim. So they said, Are you so smart that you could see into our souls and know that we're equivalent to 600,000 Jews? They were like startled by his wisdom. They gave him one look and he dropped it. Now, they weren't trying to harm him, they were just amazed by what he did. And still, the fact that he drew this attention to himself was dangerous. Or the Gemara Baba Basra says, don't make a Sefer Torah longer than its circumference. And the Gemara talks about the length of the Sefer Torah should not be longer than the circumference. And uh, the Gemara says, Rav Acha Yaakov managed to write a Sefer Torah and he got it exactly that the length was equal to the circumference and the rabbis were amazed and then he died. So basically we see that something that um, amazes people and brings so much attention, zeh problem. The Gemara says in Bama you're not allowed to stand near your friend's field when, it, when it's standing in all of its, when it's in its standing grain, because you're going to be jealous and it's going to cause ayin hara. Rav Yehuda said to Ravin, Ravin, don't buy a field near the city, people are going to look at it. But on the other hand, the halacha is, many Rishonim say, that if you don't care about Ayin Hara, it's not going to harm you. Mandalay kapid like kapdina. And if you don't care about it, it's not going to do anything to you. Therefore, says Rabbi Yosef, even a darshan, who speaks well, and it's fasayim, mesek fasayim, pe mapik margalis. You could have someone... He's like a, a master orator. Nevertheless, he should be concerned for Ayin Hara. 
And therefore he should do the following segula. The Gemara says in Brachas, You ready for the segula? Get your hands ready, you know. You're going to need the... It's not so easy, you'll see. It's, you have to like manipulate your... Watch this. Someone who enters the city, they don't know who he is. And he's going to get up, he's going to daven for the Ahmed, and they're going to, ooh, this is a Pavarotti over here. He's going to blow the shoifer, and the people are going to say, this is amazing, this is like, you know, he's going to speak. In order to avoid ayin hara, take your right thumb, you ready everyone? Follow me. Take your right thumb, put it in your left hand. Okay? So you say, that's easy. Then take your left thumb and put it in your right hand. <laughs> okay, you take put your right thumb in your left hand, and then I guess you have to just like this. So your right hand is holding your left thumb, and your left thumb is holding your right hand like this. You ready? This is this is what you do, and you say as follows: Ani Daniel Yaakov Benito Shifra. You say your name and your mother's name. Mizara de Yeshal Yosef Aniba. I'm from the seed of Yosef. Shein Ayin Hara Shelatas Boy. Shenemar Ben Poiras Yosef Ben Poiras Ale Ayin Karibe Ale Ayin. Says Rebavadya, don't be confident in yourself. You're getting up to lane, you're getting up to Davin, you're getting up to speak. You take that right thumb, you take the left thumb, you put the right thumb in the left hand. Not so easy. I don't and the left thumb in your right hand. Yeah, like this. Right thumb in the left hand. Left thumb in the right hand. You hold your hands together. You say, I, Ploini, Ben, Ploinis, Ben, your mother. Anomizar shal Yosef Kasina. But Rabbi Alice says, but the thing is, I'm from Shevet Yehuda. We mean I'm from, from Shevet Yosef. So the answer is, we know that everybody comes from Yosef, like the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Ga'alta bezroya amecha b'nei Yaakov v'yosef sela. So we're all from Yosef. So the question is, how are we all from Yosef? The answer is, Yaakov's our father, and Yosef bought us food. And the one who sustained you is the one who bore you. We're, considered the, we're all considered the children of Yosef because Yosef sustained us in Egypt. Without him, we would not be... Uh, the Chidas says another pshat because Yosef was the seed of Rachel, was the descendant of Rachel, but was in the womb of Leah. You know that story. He started out in the, in the womb of Leah, and Dina started out in the womb of Rachel, and then they got swapped. So yeah, Yosef is Rachel and Leah. So he's got both. And the Gemara even says in Brachos that Rabbi Yochanan was very handsome, and he would sit outside of the mikvah, so the women would come out, and they would look at him, and they would conceive beautiful children like Rabbi Yochan. They said, Rabbi Yochan, you're not worried about Ayin Har? And he said, I'm not worried. Ani mizare shal Yosef bossi. Says Rabbi Vadya, therefore, mi shechanan es ha-kadosh baruch haloshin limudim. If you're able to speak, v'yish lo'ikoyach hashba, lezakas es harabim, and you have the ability to influence, or you have the ability to daven for the Ahmad, or you have the ability to blow the shoifar, or you have the ability to do any mitzvah, you cannot refrain. You can't be a coward. Why? If you do a mitzvah, nothing bad will happen to you. I, we just got through saying that it doesn't apply. 
Once you know it doesn't apply, it does apply. Lemaisa it applies. You cannot refrain from doing it. Now don't be arrogant about it. Don't say, oh, I don't have to worry about Ayin Hara. No. You have to worry about Ayin Hara. And you have to do it anyway. And with the humility to know that it's, uh, it's dangerous. And therefore, as much as you can, do it in the most modest, discreet, low-key way, without diminishing in any way the mitzvah. How you do that? That's a good question. We don't do that. Do it. No, no, you shouldn't. My father asked Rabbi Yaakov Hillel, should you tell people, my father said, should I tell people it's Avoy Zara? And Rabbi Yaakov said, so tell them it's worse. It's foolish. But that's not the subject of tonight's share. Um, anyway, says um, Rabbi Vad Yosef in the Sefer Peleoyitz, he brings, Ein la'adam lihimana milasois mitzvah, kagain lidroish barabim nech shashayin hara, shoimer, Mitzvah lo yeda davara u mitzvah agune magna vatsule matza. Now, maybe um, an important thought regarding this is as follows. I once heard from a Victor Miller Zechazak Levracha that the Pasuk says, Vatsnea leches imashamalikacha. Be modest with God. It says Gemara, what's an example of Vatsnea leches imashamalikacha? The Gemara gives two examples. Hachnasas kala. And Levayasames. Here you have a poor Kala. She couldn't pay for her wedding. So this great philanthropist, he footed the bill for the wedding. He paid fifty thousand dollars for this girl's wedding. And everybody knows. That's the example of Hatsnea Lechas and Mashemalekecha. That's the most public thing you could possibly do. The other thing is burying the dead. I mean, this is a May Smitzvah, nobody could bury the dead. The guy took the shovel. He sh- carried the body in 90 degrees heat. He sh- carried on his shoulder to the cemetery, buried the body, and they wrote up a story in the newspaper. What are the two examples of Atzneh Alechaz and Hashem Not some kind of hidden secret Maisa. Two of the most public possible chasodim that people could know about. The Atzneh Alechaz and Hashem Says Rav Miller, of course that's Atzneh Alechaz and Hashem Because the Iker Mitzvah is not the performance of the Mitzvah. The Iker Mitzvah is what you're thinking at the time that you're doing the Mitzvah. If you're thinking, everybody, watch me, look what I'm doing, I'm the greatest. Aren't I magnanimous? Look Look how wonderful I am, look how talented I am. So then... That's considered pomp and ceremony. But the opposite of Hatznei Alechaz HaMashem Alekecha is that the thoughts should be completely L'Shem Shemayim, not for any personal attention or aggrandizement. And in that case, even though you're doing the most public thing in the world, but B'Machshavtoi, it's completely Tzanua and discreet. So maybe that's also a Oifen, that if a person performs the mitzvah with that, with the proper mindset and the proper machshavos, despite the fact that it's public, it's still sort of protected, as the Gemara says, have a kibbel v'kayam. Be humble and live. And the Gemara gives an example, you know, a dark house, if you have a dark house, the koyen can't proclaim it, that it's a bias menuga, that it has tzaras. Let's say you have a house that's so dark, and the only way to see the nega and the bias is you have to open up the window, it will never become tamay b'tzaras, because... Uh, it, it has to be something you see with the natural eye without any exterior 
uh, sources of light. So too, the Gemara says, uh, if a person is humble and dark, then uh, they live long without attracting attention. And we're saying that a, a dimension is, even if it's something which is public, but nevertheless, if in one's mind, one's kavana is not for any aggrandizement, that would be um, a way of, so to speak, protecting oneself. So, the bottom line is, here we have the most important event in the history of the world, Matan Torah, and it, it, there was a problem. It was not Neskayim. The Luchas were broken. So apparently, as great and as important as it was, it was done with too much pomp and ceremony. Nevertheless, Rabbi Vadya says, that if a person has the opportunity to do the mitzvah, a person cannot refrain, despite the fact that it's public and there are a lot of people. So apparently there is a way that a mitzvah can be done very publicly, and yet at the same time without the glamour, and that would be a way to make sure it's neskayim uh, properly. And uh, otherwise, make sure you're covered completely in your talus, and, you know... So when by the afraf, everyone thinks the, ta- the chassan covers himself in the talus because he doesn't want to get hit by the candies. But also, you know, he has a, he has a lot of attention. A lot of, so especially after the aliyah, there's really a lot of eyes on him, so he, he covers himself. But um, the Ezra Hashem, uh, if we follow the paradigm of luchay shniyos, then we could be confident that the Torah will be neskayim biyadeno. Have a wonderful night. Brachavatz lachash. Gayach. Okay. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.